Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to an extra special bonus episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Today I'm here with Albie Manzo, the son of Caroline Manzo from The Real House of New Jersey and one of the main cast members of Manzo with Children. Albie and his siblings, Chris and Lauren, brought levity to the housewives, then welcomed viewers into their homes on Manzo. Since the show's been off air, Albie's now the host of his own podcast, Dear Albie, where he and a guest answer questions on how to live your best life and has been developing other new business ventures. Welcome, Albie. How you doing? Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited. Killing the intro. That was so much to get. I, I would never, in my entire intro, you know what it is? It's what's up, everybody. That is the entire thing. That's it. Well, my That's usual one. <laughs> I screw that up way more often than I should. So, I mean, I give you credit. I, can, I couldn't get through that. My usual one, I like pre-record it, which is like, grab yourself a drink and join me. Uh, <laughs> but it's like too awkward to kind of like say all the time. But no, yeah, this is a script. <laughs> this is not off the cuff. <laughs> so obviously Housewives of New Jersey is currently airing. Have mm-hmm. you been watching the seasons since your family is no longer on the show? No. I, and you know what's funny? The truth, the real, real answer, right around we hit season Four or five, I actually stopped watching while we were on the show. Uh, it was one of those things where, you know, the disc would come in, they would watch, and I would make a phone call. Hey, Ma, like, you know, did I say anything stupid this week? No, all right, cool. I hung up the phone. Um, and there, so there are plenty of episodes that, like, it sounds so weird, right? Like, you would think when you're on, you'd be glued to it, right? Like, and that was definitely the case for a while. But I think on that show specifically, um, it just became so anxiety provoking that I just stayed away from it. You know, just kind of bring yeah. it back because I don't, I don't like thinking about. It. So I, I don't, I don't actually. I have no idea. Um, you know, even who's I, on it. I mean, you know, obviously without your mom, who obviously is a head bitch in charge from Jersey from seasons one to six, her not being on the show has given light to uh, you know Danielle and Dolores and some other ones. But if you have like four hours and like a few bottles of wine, I'm telling you. Just go and watch Danielle's wedding. Um, like, it is so dark, and obviously you know her personally, but it is it is some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So this is me finding out that Danielle got married. So all right, what? Like, you know, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, and then you're married. also gonna find out that she got divorced like 36 days later. Like, that's oh, truly right. no exaggeration. Well, you know, hey, 
<laughs> so, you know, you kind of came into the public eye for being Caroline's son. And you and your siblings were all kind of in like your late teens and early 20s. So how did you guys kind of take the news when she brought it up to the family that, you know, she's going to be on this new franchise? Um, we all had the same reaction, to be honest. I mean, it was, uh, they cast five women and two of them bailed out at like a, a few weeks before production. And the two that bailed out, they replaced with Danielle and my mother. Oh, and, thank God. If you really think about it now, it's kind of <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, it would have been a very different show, I think. Uh, but um, basically, uh, we sat back and when we were told, you know, it was kind of one of those things that like, number one, the only housewives that were out at the time were Orange County. And mm-hmm. as we were filming, I believe, New York and Atlanta came out. So in a weird way, like you didn't have a lot to go off of. And we all just kind of assumed like back then every reality show was like Survivor. You know what I mean? Like, like, we just got, like, so we were all sitting around like, oh, mom will get voted off. Like, <laughs> mom's definitely the one thing that's going to get tossed out of this. So you're like, mom, like, you know, no offense. Like, you're just not what, you know, this is. Like we would watch OC and like, you know, who else was cast? Well, this is not the same thing, you know? I can remember really clearly me and Chris talking and saying, hey, like, you know, do you think we'll ever get one of those little bars on the bottom of the screen with our names on them? <laughs> and, like, maybe they'll, like, let us talk every once in a while. And Chris is like, yeah, maybe. I probably That probably happened, like, at least once. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 10 years later. Little did you know. You know what I mean? So it was, um, it was pretty wild. Like, that's not the type of thing we really, you know, expected um we had a conscious decision to just kind of like go on and be ourselves and like if people were gonna hate us which we kind of like you know didn't know <laughs> oh, i thought you said happen. we kind of like i'm like when people not, hate no, you no, no, we kind of no we kind of like we kind of we kind of just assumed that that's how it was gonna go down like yeah, totally. i just kind of assumed that hey look you know if people weren't gonna like us i hope they don't like us for who we really are instead of who we try to be <laughs> yeah you know so we like just kind of went into it and um Honestly, you know, the response was great and people really seemed to, to, you know, latch on to mom and what our family was about and all that stuff. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history, as they say. So was your family close with obviously other cast members? You know, obviously Dina was on it and was Jacqueline on first season or was she second season? She was first. Yeah. Oh, she was first, too. So obviously it was like a family affair. So is that kind of weird at Christmas where it's like not only like are we family, but we also are like kind of co-workers at the end of the day? We never looked at it like co-workers, but there are definitely certain people that treated it like that earlier on. And it wasn't weird. I think it might have been more weird for the rest of our family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, like because people are, you know, like treating us differently. You know, and, and that was not something that I think any of us, like, you don't know until you know. That's yeah. how I like to kind of describe it now. You have no idea how you're going to respond or react to it until it happens to you. And some people, I think, got more caught up in, you know, the attention of it than others. But I think that, you know, around Christmas and everything, it was, to me, it was Christmas, you know, it was kind of yeah. the same, same type of thing. Well, it's kind of interesting you kind of say that because fame is such a beast and you don't really know how you're going to respond or like 
deal with like, you know, obviously public criticism and putting your life on display. So it's interesting that, you know, your entire family had to deal with that. You know, I couldn't imagine. And you guys are so close, clearly. Uh, so that must have just kind of put a lot of pressure towards the later seasons when things started kind of getting a little negative and little toxic. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I like to say it doesn't change who you are. Um, it just brings out the real you sooner. Totally. Um, and I think that was really apparent with, with, you know, some people more than others, but on my immediate family, right. The five of us going through it together, I think was a great thing because if ever there was somebody that for a second thought that they were special, (laughs) we always used to get around and say, Hey, listen, we are talentless individuals. That's what I would say (laughs) all the time. Like there's nobody that goes out. Like if you, if you have something that you say that's stupid (laughs) and people all of a sudden hate you and turn on you and all this other stuff, you can't like drop a new song. That's not how this works. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, there's no talent that you can rest on that like say, oh, hey, I'll save this because, you know, my next movie will be great. Nah, man, like, like, you suck as a person. like you're here to be you. Like, there's nobody that's on this that like, like, look, this is a show where people kind of exist. You know, you're kind of like zoo animals, right? Like people like are looking at us from from through the screen and they laugh at things and like they're not always laughing with you. And you got to kind of embrace that. So, you know, for me. Um, we've always had a pretty, like, we were never like, oh my God, let's run out and get publicists. Let's run out and get agents. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, let's run out and go think we're special. Like that was never really what it was for us. I, I, you know, it was the type of thing that we just kind of looked at as a fun ride and we were going to land when we were going to land, you know? Um, but I think that has something to do with your mom too. Like your mom seemed like, she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like your mom was always very open in ways that other housewives aren't in the sense that like she wasn't always wearing makeup. Like she yeah. just was a normal mother cooking dinner for her kids and like being a mom and showing like, you know, obviously you guys were older. So Ashley was on the show at a different kind of place, but you know, you had gone through stuff with your law school and you know, Lauren went through stuff with her weight. And like, so these are kind of heavier more adult topics that Caroline had to deal with on the show rather than like Teresa going shopping with Melania, you know? So it was an interesting way of seeing a housewife kind of raise adults, you know? And that also brought, I think, a lot of criticism for you guys where it's like, what do they even do? What do they, they are mama's boys where it's like, God forbid a boy loves his mother. Like I always, no, I know, I always understood that. that. <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, and I, I said this to my mom, um, we're really good at, uh, you know, I'm very, very secure where I'm at personally. And that took all, you know, I got on TV when I was 22. Okay. So like, you're literally talking all of my twenties, more or less, you know, um, formative years. Yeah. There there are things that you're going to go through that will absolutely reshape the way you look at everything, you know, um, from being on a show like that. And I looked at this as saying to myself, right, like, you know, I just got to get really secure with how I am. And I don't push back much, really, in anything. I, I do what I do. I say what I say. And if it ends up on television, I said it for a reason. I didn't do it for you guys. Like, in the sense that, hey, I'm not doing it so I'm sound cool or come off a certain way. Like, when I come off like shit, I come off like shit. You know what I mean? When... 
it goes well, it goes well. And I think I've carried that over into a lot of other things. And what I've learned though is like you see it on Instagram now that people will come out and just start talking nonsense. And it's funny, like I'll it'll happen when I when I promote the podcast, right? Yeah. And people say like, oh, mom is boys, and like you guys don't have jobs. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I am I work like a maniac. I, I don't know a lot of people that could stomach the job that I have that does you know the level and the breadth of products that I'll work with or brands that I'll take on and start from scratch. Like the risk of it is insane. Um, I don't need pats on the back from everybody to tell me I'm doing a, a good job. Like, and I don't need to address strangers that don't know what they're talking about. But the <laughs> thing that I always laugh about the most is, oh my God, you guys spend so much time with your family, get a life. And that is my life. That's because here's the thing, man. Like when I'm look, when I am looking back, hopefully centuries from now, um, thinking back on the moments I wish I had more of, it's not going to be how many times I went out for Sunday brunch. Like that's <laughs> not going to happen. Like, like I'm not going to say to myself, oh man, I wish I had half a dozen more mimosas. That's not how it's going to work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be, I wish I spent more time with mom and dad and Laura and Chris and Marky and my cousins. And like that to me is what means the most. So building those memories, like I'm sitting in traffic right now trying to get to Sunday dinner to see everybody. Like <laughs> that's what I, I, that is where I want to be. It has nothing to do, you know, with apron strings and like anybody that thinks otherwise to me is just an asshole. So I really don't care. <laughs> no, I agree. I am from an Italian family from Long Island. I'm like, I have two older brothers. So watching the show always kind of made me relate to you guys. And my brother also went to Fordham. So it was always kind of weird kind of seeing how you guys mirrored a lot of like my own life. And I always loved that. And I never understood where people were like, it's so weird that these boys want to be with their parents. It's like, oh, God forbid they have a fun family. Like some families don't suck. Like imagine that. Like, but I, yeah. I totally, I totally see that. And that kind of leads us into like Manzoed with Children, which obviously was the first spinoff that came out of The Real Housewives in New Jersey. So how did the show kind of get off the ground? Did they pitch it to you or did you guys pitch the concept to Bravo? Uh, the real story, um, and this is a true story. The, the, my, after season a Bravo four, Happy Hour exclusive. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I feel like we've told him. I, I, we don't really hide a lot of stuff. I don't know that, I just don't know that maybe it's been asked. But I'd tell you this much, Bravo definitely, um, you know, we, we sat down, I think it was the end of season four. And my mom was like, yo, I'm done with this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. And uh, Andy sat down and I'm in the room and this happens. And Andy, like we, when we would negotiate stuff for the following season, we didn't have agents. So from season two, I think with the only exception really being, I think season, um, there's one season of Housewives and then one season of Manzoed that we didn't have any like representation, like an agent type thing. It would be me and my mom that would go sit down with Bravo, <laughs> which probably would be the best scenes of them all. Yeah, right. right? I would pay would anything been. to see Caroline like yeah. trying to, you know, negotiate a deal. It would have been pretty fun. <laughs> um, but we had a great relationship with everybody there. But after season four, my mom was like, you know what? I, I'm just, I can't do this anymore. Like this is really just not what I, something I want to be associated with anymore. It's just too much for me. And Andy was like, listen, do one more year and we'll move you to a spinoff. And that was kind of like, oh yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's what happened. And when we went and did the spinoff, the first thing we did 
was uh, they they came out and had a shoot a um, uh, like a, a, a pilot, right? Mm-hmm. And I thank God every day that that pilot was never aired. There was one scene ever that they put out for us on that, and it was um, uh, it was like in the promo stuff. It was I my face gets covered in hummus. <laughs> This is, so, so like they, they come, so they sat down and like we, we had a new team of producers that we had never worked on at that point with, with the uh, housewives. Right. So when we went to do it, um, they were like, Oh, Hey, here's some things that we think would be funny. And it was not really done the way that we wanted it to be done. Like it was kind of, kind of like, look guys, put cameras up and let us do our thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're pros at this like point. People in there that like knew better. Right. So like, yeah. They sat back and they were like, oh, well, we know Albie's allergic to cats. <laughs> and like, this is just, we'll show you, like, so <laughs> some people see you, like, like, Albie's allergic to cats. So here's what we're going to do. Albie, we're going to do this pet adoption thing. <sighs> and there's going to be a cat there and you're going to have an allergic reaction. And we're going to do, like, this hummus facial treatment that will solve it. And I'm like, guys, that's probably a bad idea. And they're like, no, 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 trust me. Like, we know what we're doing. All right, cool. So they bring the cats in. And my I have allergic reaction. Like this is not a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like my eyes get all puffy and they use the hummus, right? So scene's over, scene's really, really funny. <laughs> the next day comes and they're like, All right, now we're gonna film this dinner scene. And my face is still totally fucked up. Like, oh like and they're like, Well, you gotta fix this. I'm like, No, you gotta fix it. But I told you it's a bad idea. What do you think? Like Oh my god! Like you're not, if you're gonna you have an allergic reaction, then you're gonna just be like, and cut to my allergy. Yeah, like, right. You think that's how it works? They're gonna be like, oh, like, like, like the cat dander is gonna be like, oh, well, end scene. Like we have to, like we're exiting stage left. That's not how it works. Like <laughs> this is a, it's my allergies, dude. Like, what do you think was gonna happen? And um, uh, it was just the most awkward thirty minutes of television you've ever seen in your whole life. And we went, we went to Bravo. And we were like, look, guys, like. Green light this thing or don't, but just don't air this. Like this is not, this is not conducive to what we want to do. And they didn't air it. They just they let, let us do the scene. I and mean, it went really well. So. This is like mystifying me. Like I produce video content for um, like a big magazine company, so I'm like very aware of like production and mm-hmm. you know liability. And generally, we're not like okay, let's physically harm mm-hmm. this guy. Hope that we can cure him with hummus, which again doesn't ever seem like a cure it just seems like that's such a stretch for a plot line that i would really pay any money to see it <laughs> yeah i mean like i don't know I, they they had a different the, the uh the only thing that i that we've done ever that i would say is like really hardcore produced was that pilot episode and i'm so glad that like everybody just kind of looked at us and they were like you know what like you know the man's just kind of like just put them with the producers that know them and let them do their thing and you know we got three seasons out of that you know what i mean like where yeah. it's not like a fake thing there are people that like i think maybe um <clears throat> you know maybe we're more into the cameras than others even on that show but <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that like at the end of the day though um you know we had fun i mean any type of spinoff is really interesting from these housewife shows but i do kind of think especially with you guys, you know, there's a lack of this like drama and pettiness because you guys are like a stable family. So 
as much as like your fights and your riffs are, you know, maybe dramatic in the moment, you know, you're not getting the table flip. You're not getting, you know, the massive screaming fight where, you know, which is kind of like what people watch Bravo for as, you know, ridiculous as that might sound. <laughs> but your show kind of was like fun and easygoing. And I think, I mean, three seasons of any show is amazing. Yeah, no, I think um, Manzode was fun. You know, when people say, hey, do you guys miss doing the show, doing the show? Manzode, yeah. Um, <clears throat> in a weird way, I think Dear Albie actually scratched a lot of that itch. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I sat on Dear Albie for six months. And So wait, if everybody doesn't know, Dear Albie is Albie's new podcast. So yeah, let's just get right into this. Oh, no, you know what? That wasn't even a segue. I wasn't even no, that was, a, that was literally that, my that, next this segue. Is, so. this, is my real, this is my real response. Um, Manzone was fun because it was the real thing, okay? And real thing meaning, like, on Housewives, you would get introduced to people that their entire existence, okay, was to start fights with you. And, you know, they looked at it as an opportunity. And that made me really sick. Like, it, it just didn't ever register to me that that was, in one way, shape, or form, like, a good idea. Like... Here's somebody that wants to just come into your life and inject a load of just nonsense into it and, um, you know, see what happens. Like, that's not that's not my thing. Manzode was just, hey, this is our family. This is who we are. Let's have fun. So when that show went away, there are a lot of elements that I was OK with that. There are reasons that I was OK with that. Um, and my for my professional life, I, I thought it was one of the best things that could happen because. I was getting older, you know what I mean? So for me, it's like, you know, how long can this be a component of your life? And you just keep wiping four to five months off the board of work, real work, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, expect to come out the other end okay, you know? Um, so I was very much okay with it. I mean, interacting with people, though, like on a real <laughs> level that would watch that show was fun. Because people, that show really resonated with people. Because like you said, it was our real life, our real problems. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And I would have real in-depth conversations with fans of that show that like, and not a lot of people know this, that would DM me and next thing you know, I'd be like, what's your phone number? And we would talk, no joke. Like we've gone through some real shit with people. Um, just because for whatever reason, I don't know, something about the conversation clicked and it was like, you know, whatever. Like it, it wasn't something we made a huge habit of obviously, but like, you know, it, those, we really connected with those fans. So when the Dear Albie idea came up, and like most good ideas, it was Chris's. Um, <laughs> and it was, hey, look, let's just do it and have some fun. We filmed, we recorded about 10 episodes of that, of that podcast, right? And 
they were basically old advice column questions that they just asked me because it was like Dear Abby and Dear Albie fucking rhymes. And mm-hmm. uh, I curse a lot, by the way, as you know. Of course, uh, please. <laughs> so like, hey, you know, let's see what happens. So we do the we do the show. I listened back to it and I said to myself, oh, my God, like, I can just see the comments now. Like, <laughs> no, oh, you're such a millennial. You would have a podcast, X hack reality star. What a mess. <laughs> get a real job. Like, I oh, yeah. Get a real job. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready for this. So the show gets wrapped up. The first five episodes, I think almost all of them were recorded by like April. And we didn't announce the thing until like October. So I just sat there and didn't say anything. And we put them up on iTunes in like September, whatever it was. And I just let it sit there. And I was, I was just weirded out by it. And, and it, I'll, I'll never forget, we had a couple of guys that worked that show with us that really, really believed in it. And I'm in the gym one day on a Tuesday. And I said to myself, all right, I know statistically the worst time to promote something. And I I just (laughs) had a conscious decision that I made. And I said, I felt really bad for the guys that had done all this work. And I said, all right, I'm going to post it today. And I even went to Chris, and Chris will deny this happened, but this is true, okay? I went to Chris, and I was like, hey, listen, what pictures should I use to promote it? And he was like, eh, like, maybe leave my face off this one. And I I was like, come on, man. So me and him were both like, oh, like, we just thought it was going to get ripped. And I went to the gym. I posted it. And I put my phone down at like two in the afternoon on, a, on like a Tuesday. So I could say to myself, hey, when people don't respond well to this, I can at least in my brain say, well, if I did it at a different time, you know, it would have gotten <laughs> better, you know? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, I so I put my phone down and did my whole workout thing whatever and i went into a shower and i looked at my phone and it was number two on the tv film chart oh and it was God. like number 50 something overall and my guys were freaking out like yeah. me saying oh my god oh my god and i went and looked back at the comments and i said it was really honestly it was really cool it was that'll go down as one of the cooler moments like as far as a connection of that I felt with the people that were taking in something that we were putting out ever because everybody said the same thing. And it was, we just missed you guys. And just even hearing about what was going on in your lives and this and that, and just being able to talk to you guys was fun. And next thing I knew we had dropped a line for a Gmail account that we started for people to write in their own questions. And, and we've gone like five, six episodes without even asking Dear Abby questions anymore. It's like almost all real questions. And it's not like we sit around like, oh, we give the best advice. Like, hey, man, either write in or don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. That's how it is, you know? And um, uh, it's really been amazing because the connection that I felt when we had Manzoed, to be honest with you, it actually feels stronger with Dear, Dear Abby. Like, it's in a weird way. Um, it almost feels like deeper um, because we'll have people write in very stuff like, you know, hey. Oh, wait one I'm sec. You're kind of coming in and out. Wait, let me. Ah. Wait. Okay, try to talk again. Sorry. 
Um, okay, I can hear you a little better now. All right. Okay, cool. I can hear you perfectly. So yeah, you were saying that. It only that happens before. when I'm saying something. Yeah. Oh no, I know. Like the, the impetus, like the most important part of the show. Obviously, it's like, oh great, stop working. Thanks. No, I know, right? <laughs> um, no, to me, like, like they'll follow, they'll follow up, and they'll they'll take the things we say seriously, and, and it's pretty wild, you know. So, um, it's it's growing every week, and it's kind of it's kind of cool for me because well, people are kind of discovering it for the first time, and their reaction is always the same. And that's guys, we miss you on the show. We miss we miss hearing what's going on in your life. So to have an outlet for that, it's kind of scratched the itch, you know. Yeah, I didn't know it was even a thing, and. You know, I spend all my time like reading about Bravo, so it's kind of odd that it just kind of like went uh, like across, like it wasn't on my radar. And then I had a guest come on one of my shows, and we were talking about like all different types of Bravo podcasts. And she was like, "Actually, the sleeper hit is Dear Albie," and she was like talking it up and talking it up. And I'm like, "I gotta listen to this myself." And so obviously, I listened, and then I like reached out to you because I'm like, "This is awesome." And you know, the podcast community I find to be like incredibly loyal in a way that maybe tv watchers aren't because like the connection you have when you plug your headphones in and you're like being spoken to is a lot different than when you're like you're like watching something where you can be like looking at your phone and like you might hear the dialogue on the screen but you're not really like connecting and like really listening intently and i think with podcasts it really allows for people to like oh get to know someone outside of like what they think of the person on the show which is kind of exciting for you guys for sure yeah, I mean, look, there's also, uh, that's great. There's also nobody telling us what we can and can't do, which is obviously <laughs> ideal. either good or bad, depending on whose idea it is. <laughs> but like, you know, in a weird way, you know, just having the outlet to be able to talk to everybody is a lot more, like, I used to say there were elements of the show that was actually kind of like therapy. You know, like when you would sit and do the confessional type things, um, that was kind of cool. You know, and now like, it's just kind of that all the time. And when the show's funny, it's funny. When it's deep, it's deep. Like, um, you know, but we we didn't announce it. Like, we did, we did it our way. And our way of doing things is shut up, do the work, okay, and just drop it. Like, I'm not the guy that sits out there and says, oh, hey, like, we've got big announcements coming soon. If I tell you I'm working <laughs> something, that means I'm working. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't, like say things to posture and when we looked at dear albie we didn't think it was going to have the reaction that it had and honestly you know people like you now just kind of getting exposed to it has created this second and third wave of other people that were like i had no idea this was a thing and then all of a sudden it's like boom 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 it (laughs) it was crazy like the amount of we had a crazy response the first week and then people like you, right, that are finding about, out about the show. Like, Bravo has, has, like, written about it three or four times over the last week. So it's like, you know, we, we don't ask for those things. They just kind of happen, you know? And yeah. for me, I like that. Because at the end of the day, you know, if it wasn't something that people were enjoying, I wouldn't want them to put it out there. So every bit of exposure that it's gotten, press that it's gotten, has been 100% organic. Um, you know, I've had people reaching out saying hey will you also come and do our show or do this press on it i have not said no to a single person there have been a couple of people that you know are trying to get into the podcast world that have you know i don't look into things and like you know and say hey what's your viewership or this or that we're not we, we don't think we're special i don't really care <laughs> like if 
if it's me and you talking about the show and no one's listening right now, it, it, and, and obviously, I mean, you know, you guys are killing it and that's awesome. But like, <laughs> when, I look at, when I look at this whole thing, that's not my MO. Like, I just enjoy talking about it because it's something that we enjoy doing. And, you know, the fact that people are latching onto it in a weird way, yeah, it means a lot because it just, like, it's kind of like there was this big party that we left and, you know, people inside heard that we were outside on the curb in our car just kind of talking shit. And then they're, like, <laughs> they're running over to just kind of hear what we have to say. And it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to feel like people um, enjoy, enjoy hearing us, you know? That's so exciting. And I mean, the fact that you guys got number two on TV and film, like your first week is a testament to like this kind of stuff you guys are creating. And that's really exciting. Dude, I don't know how the hell it works. I really don't. And I, you know what? I don't get it caught up no in it. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It, it I, doesn't. I don't get caught up in it. I think, I, you know what? It, it's funny because we did it last week again for the first time since we did it. And wow. I was like, all right, cool. Like, is that is that a bigger deal? Unless it's bigger? I don't know. So you know what I stopped doing? I just kind of stopped. Like, I'd love to sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, I stopped paying attention to it. No, trust me. I'm hitting the Trust me. Are you kidding? I'm like a number <laughs> like, staring at my numbers all day. Shots to the guys. But, <laughs> it's fun. Like, I don't know what, you know, the rules are for that stuff. It's a big deal, not a big deal. I don't really, like, I just kind of have fun with it. But it's just nice to see that people, like, you know, when you say somebody called in and says, hey, it's a sleeper and it's a great podcast. Like, I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts. That are, that are on, I just kind of like, I don't want to do things differently than we're doing it if it's working. Yeah. Like, I found out the other day on the show, Chris does not listen to the show. All right? This is the- <laughs> I know, I heard that. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you, did you hear the last episode? Yeah. Okay. So the last episode of the show, this is a 100% true story, okay? Chris comes in late, and it's a friend of mine that we had to just kind of jump in and fill in. And... I'm telling a story about how I went to Colorado and I'm not a, I'm not a smoker contrary to what people probably think because of like you know, the agriculture business and stuff. I'm not much of a smoker. So I went down there, we smoked when we were in Colorado and I thugged out and I told the story. Right. So this is all before Chris gets there. So Chris shows up to the show and I make fun of Chris for being late and then talk about how I had to tell him that we had theme music because he didn't know. <laughs> so one of his friends goes to the pizza place the next the next day after it airs, okay? And says, dude, you don't understand. Your brother's story about how when he went to Colorado was so funny. I had to call my wife when I was at work and tell her to listen to the show, right? And Chris looks at him and goes, what are you talking about? And the guy <laughs> busts out laughing. And he goes, oh my God, you really don't listen to the show. So he was like, he goes, no, I feel like I was part of it because like, you know, you're there and you're saying, hey, Chris, listen. And Chris literally did not know what I was talking about because he wasn't in the room when you were telling the story, you know? Um, so, you know, Chris doesn't, like, it's not a thing to even be offended by because Chris doesn't listen to his own freaking show. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't lie, man. We're, we're, we're 100% real the whole way through on it. Well, when are you going to get Lauren or Greg Bennett on? I feel like that's what fans really want. It is the number one most asked question. Um, <laughs> There are a couple different reasons why we have it, and they're they're fun reasons. They will be on. Just gotta keep it's waiting. Really an answer. It's a really a question of like when does it work for them type yeah. thing. And uh, uh, I'm waiting for Marky to get a couple more words under her belt. Um, How has that been? It's like amazing that 
there's this little baby like in your family. She's awesome. I, I didn't think we could get much closer as a as a unit, but she um she blew everybody away. She's running that entire family. Like oh, of course. She's incredible. She's pro- she's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and she's not even my kid. Oh, so like it's God. it's um the influence that she's had on my life and the way I look at family and all that stuff is a big deal. Um, you know, so she's uh. She's incredible. You know, she really is. And we have fun. We, we post these little Instagram videos that people go wild over. And like, <laughs> that's fun, too. So That is I'm so glad, sweet. I'm actually glad we're not doing the show, like, for that reason, because she would have been too big of a ham. Yeah. <laughs> you should have taken the spotlight. Uh. <laughs> she would have been a star, man. She would have really been a star. <laughs> bravo. Bravo missed out on that one. <laughs> so besides your Albie, you know, what else have you been working on? I saw on Instagram that you started this new, like, flower line. Kind of tell me about that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, so I um, so people don't know this. I, I actually work. It's insane. Um, <gasps> you have a yeah, job? No, it's wild, right? So I have. I have uh, <laughs> the best way to describe it is I have my own uh, basically like brand development company agency, where I'll have people that come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I want to start this business, and it's just an idea. <clears throat> um, you know, like, can you help me get that off the ground? Or I have an existing business that I'm looking to kind of make bigger." or spin off into other products, or I have a following and I'm a social media influencer, what kind of brand do you suggest they start? Or just like random companies that like, you know, want some insight on exposure and how to do private label stuff. Like I, I work with a couple different companies that like, <clears throat> for NDA reasons I can't even talk about that are like not small. Like, like that I've done pretty big product lines for that you'd probably be pretty surprised. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Like, But <laughs> I don't get into it and talk about it because like, it's just a weird, thing for me i don't look at my instagram as like you know it's it's so funny like the double standards that exist like because everybody else's personal instagram it's not like hey here's what happened at work today it's like, yeah you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah exactly it's your personal life you know so my latest thing that i'm super super excited about um is bloom and birch so bloom and birch i announced yesterday the response was awesome um again i was totally like really really blown away with how people were so supportive of it um and uh, Blue and Birch is basically the real roses that last a year. There's no sunlight. There's no water needed. And uh, basically, like, it's a concept from a product standpoint that has been out there before. There are a couple of big players that are in that industry now. But where I really liked it was, like, more of a decor play. I thought a lot more about what I was interested in and somebody that, like, when, you know, you're living on your own in your apartment, you don't necessarily have the thought process and the time to say, oh man, I got to water the flowers. Mm-hmm. And the containers are super different. We use beautiful, like, you know, birch wood and gold and silver and, you know, things that I thought were more conducive to like a living environment type of thing. So it's super different than anything else that's already out there. Um, I wouldn't have done it otherwise, but that was a friend of mine that was out in California um, that called me and said, hey, I've got this product idea and, you know, I want to just get it out there and you know, build an online platform and all of that stuff. Things that I know, um, I have partnerships uh, with with companies that are really, really great at that. And then, um, you know, it, it took off. I love the line; it's amazing. We're already out in Nordstrom in California, Palo Alto. Wow. Yeah, we got a couple other pop ups that'll be coming out soon. But we we ship everywhere. But bloomandbirchco.com. See the whole line. Like it's funny because people always have something to say. Like, 
like if you go online and you see them, they're they're not cheap. I'll be the first one to say like you see the arrangement. Like, but if it lasts for a year, you think a good pair, a good thing of flowers, like a good bouquet of flowers, is like fifteen dollars. And if you're yeah. buying every week, you know, times yeah. that by fifty-two, and there you literally, go. Literally, literally, the exact response that I had was, if you buy a single rose, and the amount of time that you go through it a month, you know, you end up actually saving money after yeah. the first month. Like it's the same, you know. Totally. So, um, that was a big deal for me, and uh, honestly, like to me, it was—it's it, not so much a flower company; it is, it is like a memories company. I wanted to look at flowers and say, "Hey, when I give them to somebody, I want to think about who they're from." You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I want to have that for a long time. So, like, when I give these to, you know, my mom or my sister, like, I've made one arrangement my entire life, and it's on purpose. And I gave it to Marky. Marky's the only oh. person that I've given this stuff to. The first one ever that came in, came in all like we had a, I've been doing this for almost a year now, shipping, trying to figure out shipping has been so, so tough in that business. I can imagine. They're they're really delicate products. They're really expensive for us to make. And the first one came in all messed up. I actually gave it to my grandmother. (laughs) Yeah, give it to her. (laughs) I said, grandma, listen, I said, I want you to have this. I said, because I'm going to fix this problem. And I want you to keep it because, it, like, the first one that came in all messed up is going to mean a lot to me, right? So she's like, oh, Albie, that's so sweet. Oh, my. She said, she goes to my sister. She goes, your brother just gave me a busted up arrangement of flowers. <laughs> of I course, to you, she's like, thank you, my grandson. Yeah, I know. Like, she's never hard to tell me. <laughs> so, like, when I fix the problem, um, like, you know, with our team, our team, it's not obviously just me. Everybody chimes in. I've got an amazing, amazing group of partners on this. Um, so when we fixed it, uh, I gave her the first one that came in like in really great shape and it was kind of like a before and after type deal um, so uh, <laughs> she's got those which are really funny but then Marky, Marky literally was like my tester on this stuff like we, had, <laughs> we, have, we have a scent that we played around with and um, I dead ass put a bunch of them in front of Marky and saw the one that she liked the most and kept smelling, and that's the one that we went with. I love that. <laughs> it, it's so funny. Like, she's, um, uh, she really just for whatever reason, like, she really loves this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm excited. So, that, um, that's a brand I literally own. Um, I mean, down to so many different aspects of it. Um, but there are a couple other brands that I'll just work with on a consulting basis and this and that. And, um, it's insanely busy. For me, there's one more, one more big thing that I haven't told anybody about yet um, that I'll probably have no um, choice but to tell everybody in March. <laughs> that's, that's the big one. Um, well, I'm excited to hear what that's about. And I will tell you, it is not a product. I'll tell you. Very but, uh, interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on Instagram, your podcast? Show yourself. No, I'm on Instagram. I'm not like, I'm not, like there's nothing <laughs> special. There's no albimanzo.com. As a matter of fact, my web, my, my web guys that uh, I do a lot of deals with went out and bought <laughs> albimanzo.com. They like, hold it hostage when I, they're like, no, you're going to want it. You're going to want it. I'm that's like, no, no, that's I, smart. I promise you. I said, I promise I'll, I'm never going to want it. Um, but, uh, no, I it just, you know, I'm, I'm on IG, like that's, you know, I'm addicted like everybody else is, but, um, yeah, everybody, you know, the Dear Albie link is up there. All the Bloom stuff is up there. Um, you know, just shoot me a note. That's how it works. Great. Well, thank you so much.
Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.